my good friends, my lords, my ladies, everybody, welcome to another beautiful episode of Tuesdays with Mary. And I do hope that everything seems to be working as it's supposed to. I did have a little trouble uh, with the mic set up here in the beginning uh, of this episode. Uh, I do have some great stuff to talk about, some interesting stuff, some stuff that kind of bothered me that I was going to use for uh, my other podcast because I was definitely aggravated. <laughs> but, uh, you know, <clears throat> why should I take that away from you, uh, lovely people, lovely fans? I have plenty of corrections I need to make from our last episode, uh, plenty of updates, and I hope you guys are ready to do it with me. And uh, we're going to do this shit right. So uh, pack your bowls, roll your blunts and joints. Let's spark up. For another Tuesdays with Mary. Yes, you are here. I am here. We are here together. I'm your lovely host, Famous Shamus, always humble. Um, I do want to, first off, I got to start saying this. Um, I'm so pumped. I've made a lot of great friends over the past uh, few days. Made a lot of great podcast friends, thanks to the hashtag Potter and Family. And I love all of you guys. Uh, if there was only a few, I would shout everybody out, but there is a lot. So, uh... We'll have to do that at another time when I got them all jotted down here. But uh, the lovely few who have done their things, you know, I really, really appreciate it. And we will continue to continue to grow here at uh, Tuesdays with Mary. Like I said, we have two more podcasts. Uh, one of them has an episode. Um, one of them is in the works of having an episode. Right now we're just kind of in the middle of uh, working on the music and transitions and whatnot. And uh, I'm really uh, kind of stuck on topic. Uh, I have a lot of stuff that I could... Uh, you know, start with, but it's all about the right thing to get the, uh, you know, get the show rolling there. But uh, we are a little bit behind here. Um, I, I wanted to jump into this episode a little earlier and as soon as I could, so uh, I failed to prepare myself as best I could. But we're here regardless, so you guys may hear some grinding of weed. Uh, I don't know if everybody's partial to the grinding. Uh, some people still like to, uh, you know, cut the weed or, I don't know, just break it up with their hand, I guess. It's probably still a thing, I would assume. Yeah, it's probably, it's got to be. But yeah, I prefer the good old grinder. Um, I've went through a lot of them, honestly, uh, throughout my years of uh, smoking, cannabis use, you know. Uh, grinders uh, go, man. <laughs> They're not uh, going to last forever, let's say that. I've actually given them away because I've had so many of them. But I am an avid uh, collector of, you know, smoking pieces, being that of uh, bongs, you know what I mean, uh, regular bowls, uh, grinders themselves, one-hitters, you know, I don't give a shit. I like it all, and I'm a, a advocate for all of it, so. Welcome to the show, man. Hope you guys are uh, following Tuesdays with Mary. I would love to see some reviews on iTunes, man. That'd be so fucking sweet. Uh, we've been doing this shit for a while, and I did happen to add up, because, you know, we did start mistakenly uh with a i don't know a podcast host that we shouldn't have or you know it tends to get rid of our episodes if we're not paying them so with that being said if anybody wants to check out all of our episodes every episode we've done from start to finish i think right every episode uh, i don't know most of the episodes higher uh I would say like 30-something episodes, over 30 episodes. This would be episode, uh, I think, 36 right now on our CastBox because we started out recording specifically with CastBox and uh, CastBox itself. So uh, shout-out to CastBox, man. We're definitely proud to uh, have our episodes all on that, uh, you know, podcast hosting thing. I don't know what you'd call it right now. But anyways, yes, shout out to CastBox, man. If you guys want to check out our, our older episodes, you know, find out what we've been doing, uh, see where we've been, see where we are now, 
it's it's a beautiful thing, man. I, I still do it myself, uh, you know, just to make sure that there has been some sort of an upgrade to our show, I guess. And I think there has. So I'm not mad at that at all. This is kind of a, you know, it's been a one-man show for a while. It is a show for the people, man. I, I try to entertain you guys best I can, even when I am uh, singular, which is fine. I, I like the pressure. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, I'm a very talkative person anyways, if you can't tell by the uh, the fact that I am starting multiple podcasts. You know. Had this been my, uh, my only journey, or should I say my only uh, podcast, then... Heart and souls put in the one one object of the other. So really, what it is for me is it's like I, I I talk so damn much and I'm so interested in so many things that I couldn't use uh, a stoner podcast specifically for all of it, if that makes sense. So with that being said, you guys, today's episode could have been featured on uh, our other podcast, Chewed Gum, but due to the fact that it's kind of morbid and it's kind of it's not really about the film itself. It's just about I don't know, the whole incident, basically. Uh, I figured Tuesdays with Mary was the best place because you guys seem to like that stuff. Uh, you know, the morbid stuff, the dark, the grim, uh, sometimes the unjust, if you will. You know, people getting away with murder or whatnot. <laughs> getting away with crime, I guess. So what I'm going to bring up here first is one of my favorite things, and... You know, I won't stop talking about it until the end of days. Because I think you guys like it. I like it. So let's do it. If I study high, take the test high, I get high scores. Welcome to higher learning. Boom. Welcome, guys. I am excited to have you here. Um, this topic, specifically for you guys, was, you know, it was kind of my fault. I fell into it, and I found myself uh, <laughs> kind of upset, kind of uh, irritated, definitely uh, definitely heavy-hearted, if you will. Um, it's about the 77 uh, Minutes documentary, which was a documentary by uh, Charlie Min about the McDonald's massacre from 1984. Basically what happens is a man walks into the restaurant in San Diego, which was uh, is basically called San Yespo. Uh He was armed with uh, guns and shot 40 men, women, and children. It took law enforcement 77 minutes to end the siege. The documentary focuses on the victims of the attack and its effect. So with that being said, this documentary, like I said, is by uh, Charlie Min. Um, there was a journalist in there. He was the main guy that was going around asking the questions, and his name's uh, Carlos uh, Amazucua. So, hopefully, I said that right. Did a great job. He was definitely not uh, biased in any means. He uh, asked the questions that needed to be asked of uh, anybody. It didn't matter, law enforcement, whatever. He was he was doing his job. With that being said, the documentary like. And, and, and it does mention in the description, the documentary itself m- makes mention of the victims more than the killer itself, the shooter himself, which that's really what brought my attention to it more than anything. Because, you know, in all honesty, being a, uh, an American, you know, a human being, really, the obsession with the morbid and the gross or the uh, outlandish, uh, you know, you're just waiting to find out who this guy was what his deal was, why he decided to do this, and, you know, his history, basically. Just like we were with, you know, the Charles Manson, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, yada, yada, yada. We can go on for days because there was the infatuation with the killer rather than the people that was killed by this person. Now, I thought that was beautiful that they actually switched the script on, you know, flipped the script and said, fuck that, it's about the victims here, man, because these people were just in a restaurant eating food, children, guys. The man murdered children. So why should we remember him? Why should we give a fuck about what his name is? This garbage person that had to go into a restaurant, a McDonald's restaurant, and kill babies, man. 
absolutely insane. I couldn't believe it. And, you know, like being, you know, you're so intrigued by the documentary, like I said, and you're still just waiting for them. Please just tell us who this fucking douchebag was, who this piece of shit was. So I'm, you know, I continued watching it. I watched the whole thing, of course. And, you know, they do, they, what, what, I'll give you this. One of my favorite parts throughout the whole film was when they actually show the shooter uh, flat on his stomach, dead, in handcuffs. Now, I don't care if you're part of his family, whatever, you know, this isn't about you, this is about your fucked up husband or whatever the fuck, whoever he was. Uh, I'm glad he looked like that. I'm glad they still handcuffed him after he was shot. Fuck that dude. Fuck him. Why should we not judge him? We don't have to know who he is. He doesn't have to be infamous. He doesn't have to be celebrated in any fashion. The guy was fucked up. He was a racist. Killing Mexicans. Ridiculous. Children. Kid Mexicans. You know what I mean? Like children that are of Mexican descent. It was insane. And it took the cops, the police force, 77 minutes to put this man down. 77 minutes, you guys. And, of course... Uh, Carlos, you know, he made sure that he asked the officers why the fuck it took so long. How come you had a shot, but you didn't shoot? It's an, you know, it's very absurd to think that that is, uh, you know, it is police work, you guys. So if you're not a police officer, it's hard to understand, uh, when the train, when the training's not even there, you know what I mean? If the training had been there, they you know had the proper equipment, they probably would have had a uh, a lot better chance of you know stopping the guy sooner, of course. But one of the officers did mention that he had a he had a shot that he could have taken, basically, and uh, you know of course. Uh, He didn't do it, and his reasons for not doing it, in in my mind, was uh, or ba- was basically because the glass on at a McDonald's, and everybody probably knows this who's ever been to a McDonald's ever, uh, it's super thick, you know, super thick pane glass, like it's insane, like triple pane. Who ca- who even knows? But it's fucking thick glass because they don't want people breaking in, and the easiest way for somebody to break in anywhere is what? Break the fucking window, you know. Simple. Wouldn't take nothing. Just smash the window, get right inside. But, of course, that's the reason that they didn't. Shoot the window because they really couldn't get the bullets through. And apparently the the shooter himself was already firing out the window. Uh, almost Almost the entire time, supposedly. So you can't, I mean, I don't know. It's really to each person's opinion, but we're going to get more details here, guys. Give you some more higher learning. Get you some more knowledge on. Not sure why I can't get the information up here. It's messing me up. Okay. Now, correction on San Diego... There was this whole thing in the in the film itself where they talked about San Diego annexing this this uh, San Ysidro Ysidro it's Y S I D R O so Ysidro I believe um, it was annexed from San Diego for some reason like I don't I don't even know what the fuck that means at this point so I'm sorry <laughs> if if I'm not teaching you that hopefully you already know <clears throat> anyways. Excuse me, sorry. The McDonald's massacre was a, it was a mass shooting that occurred in and around McDonald's restaurant in San Diego neighborhood of San Ysidro. Uh, Ysidro. San Ysidro. San Ysidro. I'm going to get it. It happened uh, July 18th, 1984. Uh, the perpetrator was 41-year-old. It was a 41-year-old shooter, and he killed 21 people and injured 19 others before fa- uh, being fatally shot by a SWAT uh, team sniper. Now this was crazy because they actually did talk to the sniper who shot him. And, you know, if you guys are a fan of documentaries or true crime stories in any facet, I feel like this one's severely overlooked. 
And I'm not bringing it up just because of the fact that there is a lot of mass shootings going on, but it's like there's a certain aspect where people don't think that it's not, you know, it hasn't been happening. This guy shot up a McDonald's, you guys. Who hasn't been to McDonald's? We all know McDonald's. And I feel like, you know, I'm not even going to say the guy's name in the episode, but I feel like, you know, we all know we all know McDonald's, and that's a pretty big, uh, you know, it's a huge chain. So really, it's basically the whole concept for me that I'm feeding you guys is nobody's untouchable, man. This shit can go down at any time, any place. It's absolutely absurd. Ah, <sighs> jeez. Um, the shooting ranked as the, de- uh, the deadliest mass shooting committed in the United States until 1991 Luby shooting. It is currently the seventh deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history. So, that just goes to tell you right there, out of all the mass shootings, this one was number one at a certain point. Now it's number seven. Is that something, is that a stat that we should, anybody should even know or care about? I mean, of course we should care about to a certain extent and, you know, for the victim's sake, but why, I mean, it's like we're glorifying the fact that this, these people are getting away with killing more and more people. I don't know. Let's continue on here. I'll, I'll give you a little background on uh, the shooter here. Uh, on July 15th, 1984, three days before the shooting, uh, the shooter commented to his wife, that he suspected he might have a mental problem. Two days later, on July 17th, he called a mental health clinic, requesting an appointment. Leaving his contact details with the receptionist, he was assured the clinic would return his call within hours. You know, like every fucking doctor does. Uh, According to his wife, he sat quietly beside the telephone for several hours, awaiting the return call. Before abruptly walking out of the family home and riding to an unknown uh, destination on his motorcycle. So there you go, fucking Harley Davidson, badass on his motorcycle. No, fuck this guy. Uh, unbeknownst to uh, the shooter, the receptionist had misspelled his last name as something that wasn't his last name, because I'm not going to say his fucking last name. Um, his polite demeanor conveyed no sense of uh, immediate urgency to the operator. Therefore, the call was logged as a non-crisis. A non-crisis inquiry to be handled within 48 hours. Approximately one one hour later, the shooter returned home in a uh, contented mood. After eating dinner, he, his wife, and their two daughters, ages 12 and 10, cycled to a nearby park. Later that evening, he he and his wife watched a film together. So, you know, this is no offense. You know, you can't blame a person's family for something that they do. So this is no offense to those guys, you know, the daughters or the wife. I'm not mentioning the names of the guys, so, you know, it is what it is. Um, the following morning, Wednesday, July 18th, the shooter took his wife and daughters to the San Diego Zoo. In the course of the walk, he told his wife his life was effectively over. Referring to the mental health clinic's failure to return his phone call the previous day, he said, well, society had their chance, and I quote. After eating lunch at a McDonald's restaurant, in the Claremont neighborhood of San Diego. So right there, the dude already went to McDonald's. He already went to McDonald's once. Why would you choose? There's, there's, there, there was a purpose. This proves there was a purpose of some sort for him to be there, to go to this other McDonald's. You know what I mean? He chose this other McDonald's for a reason. Um, the shooter returned home. Shortly thereafter, he walked to his bedroom, and as his wife lay, relaxing upon the bed, he leaned toward her, leaned toward her <laughs> and said... I want to kiss you goodbye, end quote. Uh, His wife asked where he was going, to which he replied he was going hunting humans, end quote. Uh, Carrying a a bundle wrapped in a checkered blanket, the shooter looked toward his uh, elder daughter as he walked toward the front door of the family home and said, goodbye, I won't be back. He drove down uh, San Ysidro Boulevard, nailed it. According to eyewitnesses, he drove first toward the Big Bear supermarket and then toward the U.S. post office before entering the parking lot of a McDonald's restaurant located approximately 200 yards from his apartment. So, just, you know, because I'm a conspiracy theorist, like, I like that shit. It's interesting. I'm a very curious person. Here I am thinking, you know, just in reading this, maybe, 
maybe the post office was the initial target. Right? Is that plausible? I don't know. It seems like it could be. Why? I mean, I don't know. Why McDonald's? It just seems so out there. But then, like I said, if it wasn't a specific, there was a specific reason behind it. He went to the McDonald's because there were specific people there, specific targets, which brings you back to the part of me saying he's racist. Continuing on, the shooting, at approximately 3.56 p.m. on July 18th, the shooter drove his black Mercury Marquee sedan into the parking lot of McDonald's restaurant on San Ysidro Boulevard. In his possessions, in his possession were a 9mm Browning HP semi-automatic pistol, a 9mm Uzi carbine, a Winchester 1200 12-gauge pump-action shotgun, and a cloth-filled a cloth bag filled with hundreds of rounds of ammunition for each we- for each weapon. A total of 50 customers were present inside the restaurant. Hold on to something, guys. Entering the restaurant minutes later, the shooter first named a shotgun at a 16-year-old employee named John Arnold. The assistant manager, Guillermo Flores, shouted, I quote, Hey, John, that guy's going to shoot you, end quote. According to Arnold, when uh, the shooter pulled the trigger, nothing happened. As the shooter inspected the gun, the manager of the restaurant, 22-year-old Neva Kane walked toward the service counter of the restaurant in the direction of Arnold. As Arnold, believing the incident to be a distasteful joke, fool, began to walk away from the gunman. The shooter fired a shotgun toward the ceiling before aiming the Uzi at Kane, shooting her once beneath her left eye. Kane died minutes later. So he's already shot the manager of the McDonald's. Ugh. Immediately after shooting Kane, the shooter fires his shotgun at John Arnold, wounding wounding the youth in the chest before shouting a comment to the effect of, hashtag, uh, not hashtag, why fucked up, quote, everybody on the ground, end quote. Huey, the shooter, referred to all present in the restaurant as dirty swines, shouting that he had killed thousands and that he intended to kill a thousand more. Upon hearing Hugh Rudy's, God, I said his name, I said his name, I'm so sorry. Fuck that guy, fuck him, fuck him, fuck him, fuck him. <laughs> Expensive ridden rants and seeing Kane and Arnold shot, one customer, 25-year-old Victor Rivera, tried to pursue the shooter not to shoot anymore, persuade the shooter not to shoot anymore. In response, the shooter, of course, shot Rivera 14 times, repeatedly shouting, shut up as Rivera screamed in pain. As most of the... I'm sorry. <clears throat> as most of the customers tried to hide beneath tables in the service booth, the shooter turned his attention towards six women and children huddled together. He first shot and killed 19-year-old Maria Colmenera Silva with a single gunshot to the chest, then fatally shot 9-year-old Claudia Perez in the stomach, cheek, thigh, hip, leg, chest, back, armpit, and head with the Zuzi. Mutilated the girl. That's absolutely crazy. He then wounded Perez's 15-year-old sister, Imelda, once in the chest, with the same weapon, and fired upon 11-year-old Aurora Pena, Pena with a shotgun. Pena, initially wounded in the leg, had been shielded by her pregnant aunt, 18-year-old Jackie Reyes. The shooter shot Reyes 48 times with the Uzi. Beside his mother's body, 8-month-old Carlos Reyes sat up and wailed whereupon the shooter shot and killed the infant with a single pistol shot to the center of the back. See, I wasn't, uh, th- I wasn't joking, guys. This is super morbid. I'm sorry if, that's, if it's too much for you guys. Uh, I'm about over with it myself. <laughs> We're getting through it, though. Killing kids, man. Like, that's just crazy. Just absolutely nuts. In a McDonald's. Just random. Absolutely random. The shooter shot and killed a 62-year-old trucker named Lawrence uh, Versalis before targeting one of the families near the play area of the restaurant who had tried to shield their children beneath the tables with their bodies. Blythe Regan Herrera, 
age 31, had shielded her 11-year-old son, Mateo, beneath one booth, and her husband protected 12-year-old Keith, Thomas, under another booth across from them. The shooter began shooting people seated in the restaurant as he walked toward those under the table. Ronald Herrera urged Thomas not to move, shielding the boy with his body. Thomas was shot in the shoulder, arm, wrist, and left elbow, but was not seriously wounded. Ronald Herrera was shot eight times in the stomach, chest, arm, and head, but survived. His wife, Blythe, and son, Mateo, were both killed by numerous gunshots to the head. So, let me just stop here. Let me just say this. It's kind of, like, obviously it's bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. But, if the guy was had any intelligence whatsoever in, in this killing... Why he was just firing aimlessly, and sometimes certain people will get, you know, close to fifty shots. Some people will be shot in the head. Some people will take shots everywhere in their body because they were shot so much. It's it's just absurd to think that it's like he was blindly shooting people, no no remorse whatsoever. It's like that's the real that's o- that's the only thing that makes you curious about the, the killer, right? If he wasn't murdered. You know, not murdered, but if he wasn't put down by the SWAT team, I'm sorry for saying murdered, fuck that guy. Like I said, many a times, fuck him, fuck him, fuck him, fuck him. <laughs> I fucked up by saying his name, fuck his name. But, uh, like I was saying, you know, I went through and watched the documentary, I got to see the man laying there, dead, you know, in cuffs. I saw the other bodies and all that, so if you are interested, you know, if you're into that kind of morbid shit... You know, 77 Minutes is a documentary worth watching on Amazon Prime. Definitely uh, pulls at your heartstrings. More than uh, any other documentaries I've probably seen. Let's continue on, guys. Nearby, two women had attempted to hide beneath a booth. Guadalupe Del Rio, 24, was against a wall. She was shielded by a friend, 31-year-old Aristelsi Vuelavas Vargas Del Rio. Was hit several times in the back. I'm sorry for butchering the names. Um, several times in the back, abdomen, chest, and neck, but was not seriously wounded. Whereas Vargas received a single gunshot wound to the back of the head. She died of her wound the next day. The only person fatally wounded who lived long enough to reach a hospital at another booth. I don't know if it was just stopped, but um, the shooter killed 45 year old banker Hugo. Uh, Velasquez Vasquez with a shot to the chest. So see, as I was saying, just going through that last part, the one woman was shot in the back of the head, while the other woman was shot the chest, abdomen, neck, and everywhere else. Like, And then the, this other guy, uh, Hugo Velasquez Vasquez, was shot in the chest. So it's like he was, there were certain people that he was most definitely trying to kill, I feel like. Just in my eyes, just in, in my theory as far as watching the documentary. I don't know. Continuing on, I'm so sorry if this is too morbid for you guys. We're going to power through it, get it over with. Um, <laughs> the first of many calls to the emergency services was made at 4 p.m., although the dispatcher mistakenly directed responding officers to another McDonald's two miles away from Yen. San, uh, uh, San Isidro, Isidro Boulevard Restaurant. So these motherfuckers dispatched the cops to the wrong fucking McDonald's. First and foremost, soon as you know, as soon as they were uh, they they were notified that something was going on, what happened? They fucking sent them to the wrong place. Get your shit together. God. Within ten minutes, the police had arrived to the correct restaurant. Ten fucking minutes already went by. They imposed a lockdown on a on an area six blocks from the site of the shooting. The police established a command post two blocks from the restaurant and deployed 175 officers in strategic locations. These officers were joined within the hour by SWAT team members who also took position under the McDonald's restaurant. Around the McDonald's restaurant, not under. Uh, now, see, that's crazy. Because when they were talking to the SWAT guy, the main head dude of this fucking SWAT team, they were at some sort of a, you know, police get-together and his beeper was not responding. It was abs- like, what the fuck is happening? You guys are... Um, it's insane. Uh, shortly after this first 911 call had been made, a young woman named Lydia Flores drove into the parking lot. Stopping at the food pickup window, Flores noticed shattered windows and the sound of gunfire. Before looking up, and there he was, just shooting. 
Flores reversed her car until she crashed into a fence. She hid with her two-year-old daughter until the shooting ended. Three 11-year-old boys rode their bikes into the west parking lot to purchase soft drinks. Hearing a member of the public yell something unintelligible from across the street, all three hesitated. Before the shooter shot the three boys with his shotgun and Uzi, Joshua Coleman fell to the ground, critically wounded in the back arm and leg. He later recalled looking toward his, fr- his two friends, Omar, Omar Alonzo Hernandez and David Flores Delgado, noting that Hernandez was on the ground with multiple gunshot wounds in his back and had started vomiting. Delgado had received several gunshot, uh, gunshot wounds to the head. Uh, Coleman survived. Hernandez and Delgado both died at the scene. So as I said, there was <sighs> multiple kids were murdered in this McDonald's. Like It feels like, like I said, I feel like I, this is something that's been, it's been, like, okay, it happened in 1984. This is 1984. This is four years before I was born, okay? And I still, you know, I've been on this earth almost 30 years, and I've still barely heard anything about this whatsoever. So I feel like it was only time that I put this out there for you guys to let you know that basically, you know, this shit can happen anywhere, you guys. This shit can happen anywhere. Stay safe, man. At approximately 4.10 p.m., a Mexican couple, uh, Astolfo and Marciela Felix, drove toward one of the service areas of the restaurant, noting the shattered glass. Astolfo initially thought renovation work was in progress and that the shooter striding toward the car was a repairman. The shooter fired a shotgun and Uzi at the couple and their four-month-old daughter, Carlita. Stretch, uh, striking uh, Maricela in the face, arms, and chest, blinding her in one eye, and permanently rendering one hand unusable. Her baby was critically wounded in the neck, chest, and abdomen. Astolfo was wounded in the chest and head. As Astolfo and Maricela staggered from the shooter's line of fire, Maricela put her shrieking child into the arms of a fleeing woman and shouted in Spanish, Please save my baby! before slumping against a parked car. The woman rushed the baby to a nearby hospital as her husband assisted. Astafo and Maricela into a nearby building. All three members of the Felix family survived. And that was cool. Uh, I saw that in, not, not the fact that they were shot, that's fucked up, but the fact that all of them survived. The mother, you know, she's missing an eye. The daughter, you know, she's grown up. She lives in California. She seems to be doing okay. You know, of course, she's got the scars and probably some memory of it. But, yeah, that's that was impressive. Um, several survivors later said that they saw the shooter walk toward the service uh, counter and adjust a portable radio, possibly to search for news reports, before selecting a music station and returning to shooting. So this motherfucker was like, let's get this fucking, you know, Def Leppard off of here. You know, let's get some fucking, you know... What, Jack Johnson or something? Who fucking knows? Was he like real big fish? Who knows? Changing the fucking music. You know, they're thinking he's looking to find out, you know, turn on the radio station or the news that says, hey, there's a shooting going on, yada, yada. Turns out he's like, no, let's put some fucking jams on while I keep shooting. What a son of a bitch, man. What a son of a bitch. Shortly thereafter, he searched the kitchen area, discovering six employees. He opened fire, killing 21, uh, 21-year-old Paulina Lopez, 19-year-old Elsa Bar... Uh, Bora Boa Fierro and 18-year-old Margarita Padilla and critically wounding 17-year-old Alberto Leos. Now, if you like documentaries, this is where they talk to most of these people and Alberto Leos was, you know, he was shot like five times. The dude's a cop now. It's it's impressive. A lot of these people really, you know, it's been many, many years since this, this shit happened and it was just a horrific scene. You know, they take you through the walkthrough, the actual crime scene and walkthrough and it was just... Um, Padilla had urged her colleague, 17-year-old Wendy Flanagan, to run before being fatally shot. Flanagan, four other employees, and a female customer hid inside a basement utility room. They were joined by Leos, who had crawled the utility room after being shot multiple times. This dude crawled down 25 steps. 25 steps to get into this closet with these other people to save his life. 
Uh, when a fire engine drove within range, the, sh- uh, the shooter repeatedly pierced the vehicle with bullets. He did not wound any occupants. Thank God. Hearing a wounded teenager, 19-year-old Jose uh, Perez, moaning, the shooter fatally shot him in the head. The boy slumped dead in the booth. Perez died alongside his friend and neighbor, 22-year-old Gloria Gonzalez, and a young woman named Michelle uh, Carncross. At one point, Aurora, uh, Aurora Pena, who had lain wounded beside her uh, dead aunt, baby cousin, and two friends, noted a lull in the firing. Opening her eyes, she saw the shooter nearby and staring at her. He swore and threw a bag of french fries at her and retrieved a shotgun and shot her in the arm, neck, and chest. She survived, although she would be hospitalized longer than any other survivor. Occasionally, the shooter blurted justifications before murdering his victims as he shot them. Like fucking 1984, okay? And he's killing all these all these Spanish people in a McDonald's, you guys. That's all I'm saying. I wanted to get you guys out there, you know, give you some information on this. Give you give you the give you the the rundown of like the, the lackadaisical police work some places have. And it's like if you're going to be a police force anywhere, you have to be at least equal to the police force that's doing the best, you know what I mean? In the big cities, stopping big crime, shit like that. Doesn't matter how small a police force you are, you have to do your fucking job. And this is on a fucking weed podcast, I'm saying that. Because, you know, 77 minutes for the shit to go on, you know, turn into a lot of fucking carnage. A lot of carnage. Because at 517, the SWAT sniper finally perched on the post office roof, obtained an unobstructed view of the shooter from the neck down and for a few seconds. He fired a single round, which entered the uh, shooter's chest, severed the aorta just under his heart, and exited through his spine, leaving an exit wound one inch square and sending him sprawling backwards onto the floor directly in front of the service counter, killing him within seconds. This incident lasted for 78 minutes, during which time the shooter fired a minimum of 245 rounds of ammunition Killing 20 people, wounding 20 others, one of whom died the following day. 17 of the victims were killed inside the restaurant, and four in the immediate vicinity. Several victims had tried to staunch their bleeding with napkins, often in vain. Of the fatalities, 13 died from gunshot wounds to the head, 7 from gunshot wounds to the chest, and one victim, 8-month-old Carlos Reyes from a single 9mm to the back. The victims whose ages range from 8 months to 74 years were predominantly, though not exclusively, of Mexican or Mexican-American ancestry, reflecting local demographics. Although the shooter had shouted at the beginning of a shooting spree that he had killed thousands in a comment indicating he was a veteran of the Vietnam War, he had never actually served in the military branch. What a fucking liar. What a sack of shit, you know? Overall, he's gonna he's gonna be a murderous fucking piece of shit, and then he's gonna lie about his credentials just in the beginning. I've killed thousands. You've killed no one. Now, well, I mean, now you've killed people. You son of a bitch. You fucking piece of crap. So there you go, guys. That's that's the rundown. That's the higher learning portion that I wanted to give you guys about seventy-seven minutes. The nineteen eighty-four McDonald's massacre. Okay, there was an insane amount of police work that wasn't done correctly. There was a insane amount of victims. It was it, it was hard to get through. So if you guys want to check out the documentary, 77 Minutes, I'll put the link in the description. If you have Amazon Prime, whatnot, check it out. Because it's totally worth it. Like I said, it pulled my heartstrings like a motherfucker. You know how that goes. So with that said, let's step out of the grim, guys. Let's take a step back. Let's take a let's take a long drag together. What do you say? Because aside from taking a nice long bong hit, I like to I like to sit back and listen to my buddies and un- uneducated humor. Ladies, ladies, ladies. The boys from uneducated humor. Uh, who the fuck are these guys? It's uneducated humor, bitches. 
Oh, I've read on the internet these guys are a couple little fuckholes. Uneducated humor? More like uneducated shitheads. Sex, booze, and fail. Story of every man's life. Go check out Uneducated Humor and listen to Arnold and Chanchki Piggy Beth, which is fail. The trade stories from the personal lives and read the Zara Duty's headlines. Guaranteed to make you laugh. You can find us on Stitcher, Automatic, iTunes, and Podbay. If not, feel free to Google us and say what you say about us. No, I Google it. Said you fucking blow. Skadoosh. There you go, guys, man. Check out fucking Uneducated Humor. It is going to be worth your time. Love those guys. Love what they do. Gotta love some uneducated people talking about, you know, anything under the sun. All things under the sun. You know? Just like we do here Tuesdays with Mary. You know, we're not as structured or (laughs) uh, well put together. Or, you know, really have a, a function here at Tuesdays with Mary. That's not that's not what they do over there at the amazing nerd show hosted by Christian and Damon. Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Damon. And this is the Amazing Nerd Show. We're a podcast that takes a deep dive into nerd culture. Every episode, we will talk comics, movies, video games, and even wrestling. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Probably The Amazing Nerd Show. The show you never knew you wanted. Boom, there they are. It's the Amazing Nerd. Christian and Damon's Amazing Nerd Show, man. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram. Check out their episodes. Same thing with Uneducated Humor, man. Follow them on Instagram, Twitter. Check out their fucking episodes. Same thing with my guy, The Lazy Stoner. Find him on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore lazy underscore stoner. If you love podcasts, if you love guys that chill, you love guys that have a, a sense of humor and a general... Uh, I don't know, comical presence? I don't fucking know. I'm alone, guys. It's harder, like, you know, as you can see, a lot of these podcasts are done with multiple people. But I'm going to give you some more information. This is just, this is a more, uh, this is my ending here to uh, higher learning. And I want to let you guys know, I got to give you a little ending here, okay? Because I'm a little annoyed. I also sat through another fucking Amazon documentary, right? You know how that goes. You get yourself going on one, it recommends another, you read the description, you're like, well, I'm fucking in, okay? So sad to say, I put myself through this uh, documentary called Good Night, Sugar Baby, The Killing of Air Joe Rigel. Now, this is this is not me saying anything bad about Vera. Uh, the documentary itself, uh, it was well shot, it was well, you know, it was a fucked up situation, completely fucked up. There was like PowerPoint things that he did though throughout the uh, throughout the movie which was kind of bizarre um anyways what i had to bring up guys oh boy i think this was some uh, crime that had happened in a, a place called finley ohio so no offense to any of my fans in ohio or any fans around ohio or from ohio <laughs> but these motherfuckers look like they were british i didn't see a single person that they had filmed they had good teeth besides, like, the the uh, the chick's teacher. Her high school teacher had some decent teeth, but I don't think she really, you know, she didn't, like, show her teeth like crazy, so kind of hard to tell. Regardless, all I'm saying is, if you put yourself through this fucked-up documentary because the whole case is insane, um, try not to look at their teeth. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That is all I'm saying. Don't look at their, don't look at their choppers, man. Should've... It'll throw you off. It'll be the only thing you focus on. That's that's the only problem. All you're all you're thinking is you're like, fuck. You know all these, you know all this incest going on within this family. You would think by, by the fact that they're all on social security and, you know, because they're all slow. Nobody buys a toothbrush. No offense to slow people. You know what I mean or anything like that. But these fuckers are fucked up. Just these people in general. It's a whole fucked up thing. They got Facebook pages and stuff. You guys want to check them out? Go ahead. You know, it's a. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's an ongoing thing. Like I said, I didn't get to the end. I was too focused on. You know the fact that 
you know, why doesn't anybody have dentures or braces or, you know, mouthwash or floss or just a general tongue scraper. You know, anything to keep these motherfuckers from breathing on you is all you can do. You know, that's all you're doing while I was filming. Please, don't breathe too close to the camera. It bothers me. If I study high, take the test high, I get high score. Boom. Skadoosh. Well, there it is, guys. That is the end of our higher learning. So I hope you did learn something. I hope you found out the fact that you know, mass shootings or just public shootings or whatever have been happening for years and years and years. You know, even before I was alive, you know, you feel like the numbers the numbers have to have increased a ridiculous amount, you know, due to the fact that, you know, the, the shooting that I told you guys about was number one. It is now number seven. So it just, it just kind of goes to show you, you know, what's going on. And it's fucked up. So definitely check, you know, feel free to check that shit out, man. It's real. It's real. And the dude doesn't need a name. Most of these fuckers don't need a name. They don't deserve it. You know what I mean? Why give them the satisfaction, really? Because it feels like in the end, most of them do have that. Like, oh, I'll get famous from murdering a bunch of people. Like, fucking, come on. It's, you're, it's ridiculous. Don't make a movie about me. No, fucking, I mean, like, sometimes... But still, you know, like I said, guys, I could have did this episode, could have did this episode on my other podcast where the whole point is to, you know, discuss um, films, cinema, you know what I mean, watch them together and go through that. And I chose to do it Tuesdays of Mary just for the simple fact that I was feeling that feeling like doing it, letting you guys know. And, you know, I did make a few mistakes on our last episode with uh, our fans and people that pay attention to who we are and what we do and continue to follow us. So I'm going to correct myself here in this episode, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it, and I'm going to do it right. So Seamus has got some things he's got to say, some updates. You guys know we have another podcast called Chewed Gum, okay? Like chewing gum, you know, gum, chewed gum. It's a podcast that we have specifically dedicated to talking about movies, cinema, you know what I mean? And we uh, predominantly watch it together. We call ourselves the Gruesome Twosome. And it is me and my buddy Luke, my consistent co-host. You guys know him. And uh, we got our, we already have an episode up called uh, Game Over Man Review. And it's basically where we went through the Netflix original movie, Game Over Man, and gave it a review. And you guys can check it out and see what you think. And we have another one coming out very soon. So prepare yourselves. Because, I, I don't know, we're thinking about maybe a, a Ready Player One who knows? Black Panther? We'll see. We're going to get there. But there will be another episode for the show very soon. We're going to have a bunch of different types of shows that we do for Chewed Gum, but it's all going to be based predominantly around cinema. So hopefully you guys are prepared for that. Follow them. You know, follow our Instagram and Twitter at Chewed Gum Pod. That's C-H-E-W-E-D-G-U-M-P-O-D. You know, stay updated with us, especially on Twitter, guys. We're all over the place. But I got to fix myself because I fucked up last week. And I, I gave a shout-out to one of the top countries that have been steady listening to episodes. Giving us, you know, giving us listens. And I, I might have said Switzerland. I might have said Sweden. But the correction is Sweden, guys. Big fucking shout-out to Sweden. You guys are doing it for us. We love it. United Kingdom, amazing. Germany, you guys just jumped on the board. Fucking great. Uh, shout out to our top cities, man. Uh, Graysonville, Maryland. Still, I don't understand it, man. I did some. I did some researching. You guys, you guys got a small population out there. Can only be a few of you. Maybe one person listening to every episode. A lot. <laughs> uh, also, South Bend, uh, Indiana, Michigan City, Indiana, uh, Bronx, New York. What's up, the Bronx? Um, this is gonna be hard. Uh, Leo Minster. Hereford, uh, Herefordshire, awesome, Fort Worth, Texas, Granger, Indiana, and Knoxville, Tennessee. Man, you guys are doing it really well. I love it. All I ask, you know, fucking shoot us a, shoot us a review, man. Hit us up on uh, iTunes. Give us a review. We need those reviews, man. It's for their fucking stupid algorithm that will, uh, 
you know, ultimately help the show. We'll get some sponsors and we'll get that going on. And uh, you guys will, you guys will help us get there. But uh, last but not least, our commercial for Chewed Gum. <laughs> your time not knowing what to expect? Well, look no further. The Chew Gum Podcast is your answer. It's a plastic glass. We are the Gruesome Twosome and Seamus and Luke. We find the latest entertainment and give you our views and hopefully save you time and money. So come listen to the Gruesome Twosome and chew up Gruesome Entertainment. Uh, who's listening to you, dummies? Bro. <laughs> there it is, you guys. There it is. It's like that. It is like that. And uh, I do got to give a shout out to my microphones here, uh, my equipment. I did just do a little editing here in the office. Uh, put some uh, stuff on the ceiling there to help uh, make some make this uh, sound better for you guys. Hopefully you love it. Hopefully you'll share it. Hopefully uh, you'll find us, man, on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Anchor, Hit Up Tuesdays with Mary. It's what we do, baby. It's what we do.